Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. And psyching yourself up for an interview is very important. Interviews are typically structured to last a certain length of time. So if an interview goes longer or wants to spend additional time with you, then that's a good sign. Today, we're talking about interview tips for attorneys and law students interviewing with law firms. This is a, it doesn't have to be that long of a presentation. It just goes over a lot of the major issues that people have in law firm interviews. And what I'll do is this is a live webinar. And so I will go through these interview tips. And then after I'm done, then I'll take a short break and then we can take questions and certainly appreciate everyone being here today. It's I just getting ready for a kind of a holiday weekend. It's good to get this stuff and learning going right now and, and we'll get started. So these are some questions here. What is the first one is what is the most important rule of thumb for law firm interviews? The, these are some fun ones, but the, the first one I think is the way you dress in interviews. A lot of people go into interviews and, and don't dress well. It's it, it is important to show respect to the employer that you are excited about the job and take it seriously. And by dressing, whether it's a Zoom interview or it's an in-person interview, it does make a difference. And, uh, and that really is an important thing. So I always recommend looking very good for interviews, even if the firm doesn't have any sort of dress code. It's just uh, it's a way to show respect for the for people interviewing you. And they typically do appreciate it. And so that that is very helpful, even if you're talking in your bedroom and someone you still want to look good. The next thing is just giving concise answers. One thing that happens with your with attorneys when they're giving interviews, especially young attorneys, is they they often want to talk and explain their success or explain what they've done that's good and brag or give insight into things that don't look so good. And most of the time, the people that are listening to you don't really care that much about it. They want to hire the best people they can, but giving long answers is not really appropriate. Like you really want people to, other people to have control over the conversation and you want them to do most of the talking. But there's a rule in interviewing that you want the other person to do, if possible, to do as much as 80% of the talking. And I know that sounds like an awful lot when you're reading an interview, but really you're almost there when you're interviewing to make the person you're talking to feel good about themselves, which is a hard thing to understand when you're going in and believing that you're interviewing with someone for a job. You want that person to feel good about themselves. So you make people feel good about themselves when you dress up for the interview and you look good and that shows respect. And you also make them feel good about themselves when your answers are concise and direct and tell the information that they need without a lot of explanation. I want to give a little bit of insight into that, the giving concise answers. And it's funny, I had a, uh, one of my mentors was used to talk about how he was on a plane and he was sitting next to someone. And, uh, and usually when he sat next to someone, nothing would happen, but he decided this time to sit next to someone and to try to let the person do all the talking. I guess it was a short or two or three hour flight or something. And so he sat next to them and for the entire flight, he hardly talked about himself at all. And the other person did nothing but talk about themselves. And when the flight ended, the man that was talking about himself said, this has been the most interesting conversation I've ever had. I really enjoyed meeting you and I, and, uh, and all that sort of thing. So that's how people feel. When you let people talk about themselves, then that really makes them think positively about you. Now, you lead the conversation in a way 
that you're leading towards them feeling good about themselves, not negative. So you don't talk about negative things, but allowing people to talk about themselves and their firm and the job is really very important. And you allow people to interview and draw their own conclusions. For example, if you were trying to leave the impression that you're a very good athlete, I'm not saying that you would want to do this, but if you did, you might just talk about how you played different sports and things in college or you do. And if you want people to, you don't, so you don't say I'm a good athlete, you allow people to draw conclusions based on what you say. Or if they ask you, are you busy? Then you say, yes, I build 3,000 hours. I'm working for 25 partners. I just keep getting work. That gives people the conclusion that you're very busy. You don't talk about how I get in at five and I do all this. And you just, you let people draw their own conclusions. And then one of the things that that is very important also is you don't want to get into too much detail about the work that you do. You don't want to be condescending to the person and say, I'm not going to tell you that because it's privileged and you just don't go into a lot of detail. A lot of attorneys, when they go into interviews, they say, I can't say that because it's confidential or it's privileged. And they don't even really understand the rules of that. You can always talk about things that are in public filings and that you may have filed, and but you have to be careful about client confidences. But at the same time, you don't want to go into too much detail about your previous work. And also, it can bore people as well. You just need to be very careful about that. And when you're doing that, so just talk that you worked on this, you like this, I like this, that sort of thing. The other thing is your body language. Different types of people have different body language. And body language means that you might not make eye contact. It means that you might be looking, I don't know, looking behind the person, making inappropriate faces, slouching, sitting up, all sorts of things. And people will notice that. And that has something to do with what you do. So typically, if you're thinking of a certain way, your body almost will show it or your expressions will show it. So you have to be very aware of that when you go into interviews. Honesty is a big one. So a lot of times people, especially law students and others, will exaggerate or they'll want to look like they're doing something better than they could have or that there were saying. So you really need to be very careful about lying or any type of misleading statements or even looking, trying to sound more qualified than you might otherwise be. Ultimately, when and this is a big thing to understand, is when people are hiring you, they're not going to hire you because they think you can do something better than another person. They're really deep down, and this is a very important rule to understand, people are tribal in nature. So they're hiring you because they like you and because they think you'll fit in and work hard and help them. So anything that you do where you're trying to act like you're really special or great, that a lot of times will upset people. And if you do that, it will make them want to not like you. And so that's something to think about. So you need to be honest, but not brag. And when you're asked questions, people like vulnerable people. I once heard this guy talk and he was saying, there's two versions of me. One is, I think he said, I went to Princeton. I, I was was admitted when I was only 16. I was one of the youngest people ever admitted. And I'm not only that, but I made the varsity football team. I was in the best eating thing. I came out of school very young. I was admitted to the MBA program at Harvard without any work experience. And then I got a job and very quickly became a managing director at Goldman Sachs, where I was making $800,000 a year by the time I was... This is the kind of stuff he was talking about. So he said, this is one version of me. And then so the other version of me is my mother died when I was four years old. Father was actually working in a coal mine and supported me. And I had to take care of my sisters from the time I was young and actually dyslexic. I have a learning disability. And 
for my whole life, I've struggled with all these sorts of things. And so the one version of him is it makes him sound like a superstar, but it's not necessarily the most likable. And the other version of him makes him seem like someone who somehow overcame all these odds to do something special. Sometimes being honest and vulnerable is a lot better than trying to look like you're something that you're not. And then the other one is being prepared. So a lot of times people will go into interviews and they won't be prepared. That means they won't be ready to talk about themselves. That means they may be tired. That means they, they act surprised by questions. They they don't understand where they're interviewing. They ask dumb questions that they could easily have found. They don't understand the type of work that the firm's doing. So these are all things that you need to understand going into interviews. Now, one thing that I do want to bring up to everyone, and I do think this is an important point, is law firms have different types of hiring standards depending on the state of the economy. Right now, it's harder to get jobs for people than it was a year ago. And maybe a year from now, it'll be easier than it is now. It's just everything goes in cycles. When the economy is in a cycle where the law firms just need bodies, they will hire people without a lot of screening, even the best and biggest firms, I mean, with lots of exceptions, but will hire people just because they need bodies. But when the economy does, when the jobs do get more competitive, being prepared is very important. They're not, they're no longer just interested in you because you went to a good law school and or you are working at a big firm and have some experience. They're going to start, they're going to be more aggressive about screening. They're going to hire people that want the job and are willing to do that. And also being prepared and knowing what's on your resume is important. You just need to be very careful about that. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. One other thing that I always recommend, this is... um kind of a small point, but you you do want to always, by being prepared, that means being ready to talk about anything, possibly be talked about on your resume or just being ready for that. And those are the biggest tips right now. But then in the third way, there's another one about tell me about yourself. Most people are uncomfortable with this, but it's a good way to make an impression. There's an article. I did think about this at one point and write a long article about it. It's on the Harrison Barnes website. But telling me about yourself, people are generally interested at that point, somehow you making a connection with them and them finding things that they may like about you that make you different than other people. So that is is a way to for people to understand if you're able to connect with others. And so tell me about yourself. If you lead with your honors or things that you've done, then that's just going to give the impression that's all that's there. If you lead with things about you, where you live, what you like to do in your free time, your family, and why you went into the practice of law or why you like your practice area, that's a little bit more helpful for that answer. But again, think about the kinds of people that you like and how they would answer that question. What would they say? And how would you put yourself in a position where you're identifying or where people are necessarily, where you're necessarily identifying with people, getting them to like you and respect you. So tell me about yourself isn't saying I like to go out and get crazy three nights a week or something. Tell me about yourself is more about things that can make connections with other people and and that will show whatever you think is important. Different people are wired in different ways. Some people are very social. Other people are very introverted. Other people are... So ideally, what you would do is you would talk about whatever motivates you the most, whatever kind of aspects of that, and that would help you the most.
so you want to also, if you can, describe yourself in a way that kind of modify, talks a little bit about what you think is important in the firm. You don't want to lie. Law firms will obviously hire all sorts of people, and you don't want to perfectly match the job description, but you want to make sure that you're doing that well. What do you know about our firm? There's a lot of public information about firms now, so you should understand that. One thing I would really caution you to do, and this is very important, is not basing your conclusions or understanding of a firm based on online reviews. So we have reviews on our site. We have law firms all have reviews. I get emails from law firms daily asking us to take down reviews that are on various sites that we have, just as other websites that have reviews get tons of them. In most instances, when people leave reviews or that are negative about a firm, they're people that were fired, that did something wrong, that had problems, that who knows. And so just because people had a bad experience at a firm doesn't mean you'll have a bad experience. And just because the firm may have be very difficult to work at in one practice area doesn't mean it's going to be difficult in another practice area. So reviews are not something that you should necessarily base your opinions about a firm on because if you think something negative about a firm going into the interview, you're really going to, you're going to show it if you think that. And people get sidetracked with negative reviews and stuff all the time. And then when they do see the negative reviews, they ask questions about it in the interview and then it just shoots them out of the water. You should not pay any very much attention to reviews, including necessarily positive ones, because positive ones can change too. You just need to understand how you'll fit in there. So one thing to understand too, when you look at the what you're reading about a law firm online, is just remember that certain organizations like certain types of people. So certain organizations may be very collegiate in nature, meaning if you work there, you're expected to be part of the group and have fun and go out with people. And, and that's really in the... Maybe they're emphasizing that more than working hard and the quality of the work, which is okay. There's just different types of firms. Other firms are very liberal in nature where everything's discussed and debated. And again, there's probably hundreds of little subgroups I could talk about in terms of cultures of firms. But just because one person doesn't do well in one culture doesn't mean another person won't go there and thrive. And so that those are things you need to understand. Uh, so researching that and then learning about the philosophy and success and so forth probably will help you a little bit. Researching firms before the interview, this is just stuff you already know. So I'm not going to go into too much about that. Researching firms' weaknesses, I'm asked them to talk about your weaknesses. Th these are kinds of questions that I don't really like. Some people to answer them and, and I don't know why. I think that a more casual approach to interviewing is fine. But if you're asked to address your weaknesses, you may be asked what they are, or you may be asked about them in the interview itself, things that stick out in your resume that are weaknesses or things that are important to understand. So the biggest thing to really give people the impression of is everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has weaknesses. It's what we do with those weaknesses that are important. If you go to a firm that doesn't matter, if you did something wrong in the past, you have to explain why that happened if you learn from it. But you have to make sure that you put everything in a positive spin if you're asked about them. Now, if you're asked to talk about your current weaknesses, that would be things like I work too hard or I feel like I things that give them an impression that you're going to be a very good employee wherever you go and then will make people like you and think highly of you. But the 
the weaknesses is not something that you need to worry usually too much about. Most law firms will not ask you that. Again, people will often ask inappropriate questions. They do much less frequently than they do right now than they used to. And people will ask all sorts of inappropriate questions in interviews. They may ask you about your marriage, your family, your politics. My best advice for you with that is you could one thing you could do is ask how it's related to the job. But generally, what I like to do when people ask those sorts of questions, I have noticed that often the best response to that, and I'll just give my two cents, is often to answer it. Or if you don't want to completely answer it indirectly, if you say that's inappropriate, then you're going to upset the person. You might not get a job. So it's up to you how you want to address that. You may want to note it in the future or if you get an offer, you may want to say something about it, but you have to be very careful about inappropriate questions because people will ask them all the time. I don't know why they do, but sometimes they're just not thinking or they're just curious or I don't know. But political questions, you have to judge the person. So sometimes people will be on one side or the other, and you may be on the same side. And if you start talking about politics and meet and you, it's a match, they'll immediately like you. And uh, But another way to answer a political question might just be to say, I'm here trying to get the job. I don't know which way you're going. And if I'm not going that way, I might go back to the job or something. You want to kind of think about that. But the best interviewers typically will have the ability to not take that too seriously. And so a lot of lawyers, by the way, are adversarial. Sometimes people will go into interviews and be very confrontational with the people that they're interviewing. And, and that's just not a good way of doing things. I was talking to some people from a like a top five law school, and they were talking about the dean interviewing people that came in for interviews, and they were having a really hard time hiring because he would go and review everything they had ever written and then question about them. And most law firms that are going to be very adversarial with you in interviews are probably not the best places to work. Most attorneys that are very adversarial when you interview, when they interview you, often are having problems themselves in the job. And this has just been my experience over watching this for a quarter century or more. So I believe that one of the most important things that you can do is just when you're interviewing with law firms, it's just to, if someone's very adversarial with you, then just respond in a way that you think can, can shows you have the ability to think and not necessarily, you don't have to win the argument. Winning an argument in an interview may upset the person you're interviewing with. You need to be very careful. And then summarizing your background, if they're asking you to summarize your legal background, that should be fairly simple. For experienced attorneys, it can be very difficult. But what I would recommend is just talking a little bit about your practice area, the types of experience you've had, leaving it at that. And then underqualified attorneys. So a lot of people are underqualified for different jobs. Sometimes people are interviewed that maybe shouldn't be interviewed for jobs, but then they end up getting the job. In most cases, when you do get an interview with a law firm, the law firm is interviewing you because they want to hire you. They don't want to bring in people that they believe are not people that they should hire. They typically do want to hire people that they interview. If you feel like you're unqualified for whoever you're interviewing, you may believe you're unqualified, but maybe the law firm is having a hard time finding people or maybe the law firm wants to bring in someone like you. If you are unqualified for the job and you think that people are asking you questions that are going to make it look like you're unqualified, typically, then you would go and stress your ability to learn and not improve and, and that sort of thing. You don't, you don't want to be dishonest. Thank you notes are very difficult. We, when law firms interview our candidates, we always call up and thank the firm after, and then we talk to the candidate. A lot of times people will send thank you notes. I've gotten people jobs before by having them write very good thank you notes when it looked like they weren't going to get the job, but 
I do believe that as a general rule, writing thank you notes can sometimes backfire, even the best thank you notes. I don't know why. I've been in too many, I heard too many people make typos and thank you notes or or do something, say something that the people didn't like in a thank you note. So it's always good to be careful, I think, with the thank you notes. It also can make you look sometimes a little desperate. Law firms, by the way, don't like desperate candidates. They want to feel like you have a lot of options. But if you think it's a good fit, you can make that clear. But so thank you notes can often make you look desperate. So I've written a lot of articles about thank you notes. There's a lot of stuff out there. But typically, I do recommend probably not doing them unless you have had a very good experience with them in the past. And sometimes if you come across as someone that in person that may not be as likable or enthusiastic, or I don't know, but then letting the people know that you really appreciated the chance to interview and really think highly of them can be can often be a game changer. I had an instance once where I interviewed someone for I think it was like a CFO type job. And he came in and he'd been a, you know, he had a lot of experience like running companies that were larger than mine at the time. And, and, uh, but he was old. He was in his seventies and, but very polished and very excited to be getting the interview and very qualified and talked to him. And I was like, I don't really understand this. You've been, you know, a CFO at a host, maybe a public company. I don't know what you're doing here. And I felt like he was probably way beyond anybody that would ever want to come work at our company. So I went through the interview. But then when I was done with the interview, he came up, he stood up and he walked towards my desk and he said, I just want you to know that this job would mean a lot to me and it would be very important to me to do this job. And I would do a great job for you. And, and that really struck me as, wow, someone really, this kind of person really wants to work for me. And I didn't understand at the time, but the company was growing very fast and it would have been a good opportunity for him. But I didn't listen to that. Instead, I hired someone that was much younger and then didn't really want the job. And then and then I eventually had to fire for not coming into the office in a normal time. And then I found out I'm, all these different problems. And then the person got in trouble with their next job and the next one after that, because I read about in the paper. So the point is that making people think that you really want something and it would mean a lot to you and you'd appreciate it can really go a long way. And and you can do that in the letter if you're enthusiastic, if you come across properly. And I again, it's all about chemistry. You have to understand the right time to do it. But this older attorney, that an older CFO candidate did that with me, that was a very smart thing he did. And, and I often thought about that because had I hired that person, it probably would have been a really good move. And But thank you notes can always, can often hurt you. Now, there are certain people that you may want to thank when you go, when you're done with an interview. One of the things I've noticed about people that are very good at getting hired, and I don't know what it is, but there, there's a lot of people involved in bringing you into a firm. So you have the recruiting department, for example. HR uh, is often the one, and that's the recruiting coordinator inside of a firm, that is the one that typically is getting all these resumes all day and has to sort through them and figure out who's the most qualified for the job. And then they often have to go to bat for the attorneys that are looking for people saying, this is the best applicant we got, or this is a, this person may not be the best applicant, but I like them. So there's people behind the scenes helping you that you may not even know about. And you may even start at a new firm and never even know that person was there. Sometimes I, I do believe that. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume 
to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. But if you've had a good interaction with the HR department, then I think thanking them is often very smart. They're often the ones that actually determine if you get an interview and get hired or you would never realize that sometimes they get complete authority to bring in people. So you have to be, and a lot of times they're attorneys, so you have to understand and thank them. And that often goes a long way because people typically don't. They think, who do I think is helping me? Oh, I think the attorney's helping me. Often that's just not the case. So the other thing is that the HR department's helping and thanking people like the receptionist on your way on being really nice to them. And just all these sorts of people that you can thank can be very useful. Is an attorney that's a head of a practice group going to care about a thank you note? Maybe just sending them a note saying, I appreciate talking to you. I think I could make a real contribution. I really like your firm. I've always liked it, blah, blah. That can be helpful. But other than that, you have to be careful. Okay. Bad interviews. has bad interviews. Sometimes people don't even know they had a bad interview. Other times it looks like you've had a bad interview. And just don't worry about it if you had a bad interview. The most important thing you can do is learn. Sometimes you have a bad interview just because the firm is not a good fit for you or there's something about the job that's not good or you maybe you don't even want to practice law anymore. Who knows? You have to, you just never know. But if you have a bad interview, I really wouldn't worry too much about it and just do better in your next interview. One of the tests, by the way, and one of the reasons that interviews are important, I think in a lot of respects is when you're a lawyer, traditionally lawyers have had to stand in front of clients and make their make the client's argument or stand in front of a court and make the client's argument and make it to the other side. And so being able to be up, meaning focused and doing well and persuasive is important. And so it's important for all types of attorneys. You have to look like you have a lot of value and you can give value. So so you always want to think about that when you go into interviews. And preparation means being prepared just like a client, what you a client would be. A client, if you were representing a client, you would learn everything you possibly could about the client before representing them. And that's very important. I've been represented before by uh, some very good attorneys. And a couple of times, like I, I remember like one of the best attorneys I ever had represent me in something, I called up and tried to schedule a call with a person and I had to wait. And then when I finally had the call, the person knew all about my business and everything. And it wasn't because they were familiar with it. It was because they'd had a lot of research and stuff done about this case. I was involved in things before they even spoke to me, which I was pretty amazed by because I didn't even offer that information, but that could be helpful. And then there's just lots of ways to screw up interviews. These are some of the more common ways. One of the showing up late always is something that's just a real problem. People that show up late for interviews, it just sets things up on the wrong path. Most people that show up late for interviews, by the way, do not end up working out. I don't know why that is, but you do want to show up on time. You need to understand whatever city you're in, the traffic, get there early, everything you can do to be on time. You cannot criticize your last employer, your last job. I was talking to, at one point to, I, I don't know if I told this story last week, but it's funny. I had an attorney that was a right-hand attorney of this very famous attorney that was all over the national press, like the Wall Street Journal, being caught doing something, a lot of bad stuff. Actually, I'll just tell you, because there's a lot of attorneys that were working for this attorney, but Michael Avenetti, the, the guy that was the representing, I don't know, the woman that, that sued Trump and all this, he was involved in trying to rip off Nike. And anyway, so this guy was working for Michael Avenetti and, and I was talking to him and he'd been working for him for a long time. And obviously he knew he was going to have to leave because there was all the problems and he hadn't been paid in months. And it was just very funny. It wasn't funny, but it was, what was funny was how positive this guy was and how he never said anything at all negative 
about his boss, the guy he was working for, who was literally lying and on, on the front page of the newspaper is just probably like the biggest scumbag attorney of all time. Never said anything negative about him to me or to any of the firms that interviewed him. It was comical. And it wasn't because he didn't think the bad things. He just didn't want to go there. And I thought that was very interesting so, and very classy, by the way. People that criticize others and their former employers, you just have to be, it's just not a place you want to go. You may want to say, I'm looking for different opportunities, but you don't want to go there. And because if you do that, then law firms are going to assume that you're going to do the same things. Criticizing bosses, criticizing former employees talking about how the firm is disorganized or they're bad people there, or the attorneys are bad, all that sort of stuff is negative and it's going to hurt you. And, and I noticed that with partners as well, like partners will say, oh, all the associates here are terrible or the, the management is horrible. They don't know what they're doing or this or this. And so these types of attorneys, it's just not a good idea to ever do that. And attorneys that do that usually I watch it and I, because I talk to them and I, and they never end up having long-term success and they're usually gone pretty quickly and, and it's very difficult for other people to hire them. People do not share your lack of enthusiasm and they don't want to hear negative information. They just, if you're having, pro if your last firm is having problems and goes out of business, you can say they went out of business or, and if they ask you why you're leaving, you can say there's a lot of things that they're doing very well. And this is what I like about the firm. And this is, but you don't want to ever criticize your employer. I know it's hard to do, especially a lot of times people are very angry at their employer. Their employer has let them down. There's all sorts of reasons, but you need to be very careful. And, and then arrogance, again, people want to hire people that like them and you, you do not want to appear and like you're better than the people you are. They won't like that. And then again, I talked about lying earlier. Another common question is, are you interviewing anywhere else? Uh, why are you leaving your present position or why did you leave your current position? And how do you address that, especially if you parted in bad terms? Again, never say anything negative about your own firm. And I talked about that. And then but one of the things you can talk about if people ask you why you're leaving, typically there's lots of reasons for moving. So many times people are at a small firm and want to move to a larger firm and get more responsibility. Other times or work on larger matters. Other times people are on a at a big firm and want to move to a smaller firm where they can get more responsibility or bring in clients. So typically you just need to think about what are the what things can you do someplace else potentially that you can't do at your existing firm. And most of the reasons for moving, by the way, are about more opportunity, more work, more responsibility, more long-term growth potential, all those sorts of things. And so you typically, all you need to do, you could be at the best firm, largest firm in the world. And if you're moving to a smaller firm, just say, I want to go to a smaller firm where there's more opportunity or where, there, where I can work on my own cases or matters. And, and and that's often really the ways to answer those sorts of questions. And when, and when law firms ask you if you're interviewing anywhere else, you often can say things like, I'm just starting the process. I just applied here if you are, or I'm interviewing with a couple of other places right now. Now, you have to be very careful about that because if law firms ask you where else you're interviewing or what other firms you're talking to, that to me is not a good idea to answer that. So that can many times hurt you, but you have to be very careful. So why can that hurt you if you talk about if you're interviewing with anywhere else? If you're interviewing in a mid-sized firm that pays, I don't know, 100000 or dollars a year and then you interview at a major firm that pays $300,000 a year and the mid-sized firm asks you where else you're interviewing, you say the firm that's paying $300,000 a year, 
that's going to make them deflate them right away. It's going to make them feel like they shouldn't have anything. Why would they even talk to you? What is, why are you, if you're interested in something like that, why would you be interviewing with us? You may think that you're going to look like a big deal to the interviewer, but that's not, that's just, you basically cost yourself a job. If you say you're interviewing other cities, that's going to make them wonder what's going on. If you say that you're you're interviewing at a big firm and you say you're interviewing a small firm, that's going to make them wonder. If you say you're interviewing in-house and you're interviewing a law firm, that's going to make them think you're going to want to go in-house. You have to be very careful. Interviewing anywhere else basically means, are you interviewing with any similar firms? And if they, you tell them a similar firm, similar to them, mid-sized, another mid-sized firm, that, then that'll give them the opportunity to say why they're better and criticize the other firm or whatever, which they do sometimes, or or it will give them the opportunity to, to see that you're doing something similar. So you typically need to be very careful with that question. You just don't want to disqualify yourself. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 